Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Merry Christmas! What is this? Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around. Think of that happiest thought and let's fly away to Neverland one more time. With me, of course, Jeremy. I am, of course, your head lost boy around here. They call me the Spider Pan. And if you, of course, would like to have a nickname, please visit our website, NeverlandPodcast.com. And you can go to our Neverlanders page and find out how you can become an official Lost Boy or Pixie. We don't have lost girls because girls are too clever and they don't get lost. This week will be a slightly different sort of show. I've got a movie to review that's, well, it's been out for a few weeks, so I'm a little late getting to a review of it, but it also inspires some interesting content that's not really Disney content, but we will get into some Disney Christmas fun later. I'm going to dig into the audio. I'm having a hard time finding all of my collection of Disney audio because I made the mistake of letting iTunes rearrange my folders for me, and it moved all my stuff around, and I've been trying to put everything back. (laughs) But it's making it difficult to find stuff, and I didn't realize how bad it really was until I just collected my folder that is labeled Christmas on my computer. I put it onto a flash drive to play in my car, and I realized it didn't get every Christmas bit of music that I have, and because it had separated things by artist and moved things in different folders, even if it's on the same album, and... Yeah, it's made a great mess, uh, and I'm still trying to fix that mess. But... (laughs) That's neither here nor there, but I will find some great Christmas audio. But for now, I want to do a film review for you, other than the fact that, you know, okay, let's just say we are plenty excited next week or weekend, December 20th, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker will release. So, I mean, I could have done an entire show talking about, oh, hey, you know, it's the end of the saga and all the fun stuff we're having with the Mandalorian. I mean, I could have done an entire show on that, but maybe we'll do that next week. Uh, We'll be very excited. I am still planning, because it'll be the last show before Christmas, uh, and and things have kind of got altered. I was going to do this for this week. Uh, I'm working on talking with Jonathan Johnson of Diz Radio, which, by the way, I do a Disney history uh, segment on Diz Radio presented by Disney Blue. Uh, on a pretty fun podcast there. Uh, if you search for Diz Radio with a Z, you should be able to find it. And it's host Jonathan Johnson. He's uh, got a book that he's been working with some other people, I believe. I don't know all the details on this book, but it's something archiving a lot of Rankin Bass. And Rankin Bass, of course, some of their most famous uh, shorts or programs or you know creations or productions are very much Christmas-related, so I still would like to talk to him, so that could be next week. We might still get him on here. Things kind of fell apart for us this week. I didn't get a chance to talk to him, but I'm going to still try this week to have him on because, uh, you know what? The very first show of Neverland, if you've ever listened back to the first one, which they're not good in the early days, but I did discuss some Rankin-Bass specials and some of my favorites, and we listened to some music. So... Uh, it'll be fun to get back going that direction. I like to kind of dwell on them and watch them every Christmas. And I'm I'm very glad that I finally got a chance to do 
some Christmas type things this weekend. We went and did a little bit of Christmas shopping. Uh, went and looked at some Christmas lights. Uh, I believe I've posted them to at least the Neverland Podcast Twitter feed and also my Instagram. If you look for, uh, I believe I'm known as the Spider Pan on Instagram. Uh, also, of course, you can find me on Twitter. My personal is the Spider Pan, and then of course Neverland P Cast uh, is for the podcast on Twitter. So make sure you find us on Twitter, also on Facebook under neverland podcast or uh, i believe I've, I've probably changed it by now at to neverland to disney and beyond because that's technically what we're calling ourselves now uh but so i finally got a chance to do some christmas things a few more updates to fun things in my life i just want to share some things before i get into reviewing a beautiful day in the neighborhood which was a great film by the way i will go ahead and say that much but i'll get into a little more depth later but we've had some fun around here kind of uh we've i've I've, I've mentioned on several occasions this kitten that uh, we've taken in that my wife found on the side of the road, and we, we've managed to nurse it back to health. Well, she needed to get spayed. Uh, it's been now a week since she went in for her surgery, and they put a giant cone on the kitten's head. And now this kitten, uh, she is the kitten menace. Uh, she has, you know, all that kitten energy and very hormonal or whatever at the time as she got older. She is kind of a, a pain in the neck sometimes. But when she came home from the vet after her surgery, she was, well, other than being a little bit out of it, when she started coming back more to herself, her personality has changed and she was a lot more snuggly and cuddly. Uh, so that has been kind of fun, but it's also been funny watching her trying to negotiate around that cone. Uh, but she managed to get that cone off over the weekend. I came home from work on Monday and she had had that cone off. We had to buy her an inflatable like donut collar. Uh, that she can't seem to get off. And she needs to wear that so she doesn't get an infection or start looking at her stitches or anything like that. Uh, so, But it's been kind of fun. But this kitten, i got to tell you, uh, now that we're in a house, we have uh, a few, like, five steps, five, six steps, flights of stairs. One going, like, this, there's main living room kitchen area, and there's a few steps going up. The cats have uh, their own little room with all their toys in. That's also where my studio is, is upstairs. My wife has an office kind of next to my studio. And then, of course, downstairs we have uh, our bedroom. And then down another flight of stairs we have a laundry room basement area. But anyways, this cat will come charging from the, uh, the, the top floor and jump down these five stairs. I mean, leap, uh, skipping all of these stairs, just jump and then crash land on the floor and then get up and run away. She has not managed to stick a landing. She just, blah, boosh, and crashes. Um, it is ridiculous. It is entirely ridiculous. So, but this this kitten continues to do that. The adult cat is just trying to look at her like she's above all of this. Uh, but the kitten has just been ridiculous here in this new house, and they're chasing each other around our our living room and kitchen. Has uh, it's a doorway on one side, and it's just an open area where there's like a ceiling fan on the other side. So there's like a, a loop that you could literally run around in a circle. Uh, and we've watched these cats start to. They haven't completed a circuit yet, but I think it's coming. So it's been interesting around here. Another interesting story I want to tell you about the week. Just in the, if, if you are friends with me on Facebook, you already might have seen some of this happen. But I got to tell this story just because it's kind of funny how things work out. So of all days, Friday the thirteenth, I was driving to work, and I work. I got about a forty-five minute drive up to Cameron, Missouri, to work at the radio station, and it's early morning. I mean, I got to be there before five, so I get the programming ready to go in five o'clock and ready to start getting some news ads in the right place and stuff and I pop in about 5.30 to say hello and good morning to everybody so I'm on my way really early in the morning and suddenly the car it just loses power and acceleration so I managed to pull off the side of the road now when I had gotten in my car I saw it I've got a car that'll tell me about how many miles I should be able to go on based on the average mileage I'm, I'm, I'm doing and it said I should be able to go over 60 miles I thought, okay, well, I, it's only taking me about 45 miles to get to work. I can fill up in Cameron. You know, I just got to hurry. I was thinking maybe I should stop and fill up on the way, but I didn't. But the weird thing is, as I'm going, it suddenly said I could go like 108 miles before I ran out of gas. So I thought, well, all right, maybe it's just because, you know, my driveway is kind of tilted backwards. It's on a little bit of a hill, which now that we have snow on the ground, I'm finding is quite entertaining. It makes me nervous, I must say. Um... So I thought, well, maybe all the gas was shifted to the back of the tank, and so the sensor was a little confused. So maybe now I actually do have about 108 miles. Either way, I'll fill up again today. So with the car breaks down, and I'm off of the side of the road, I have to call for a tow truck. I have to call another guy to come in and fill in on the radio for me. And I get myself towed home. The tow truck driver drives me home. I you know, The place I stopped it, dropped it off for repairs, it's less than a mile away from my house. So I left it there. 
thought, well, maybe I'll get a few things done around here. I've actually nearly finished putting all of my posters and my toys up and everything and getting the Neverland Studio to look like it should. Uh, I've taken a few pictures and shared them on Facebook. I don't know if I've shared them on the Neverland pages yet. I should probably do that. I think they're up on Instagram. Um, yeah, I should probably do that. <laughs> but it's it's even changed since the photo I took on uh, Friday. Well, as I call back the repair shop, they say, oh, well, we just put five bucks worth of gas in and you're okay. And uh, they, as I said, we're, we're printing up some forms for you. There actually was a safety recall on your vehicle for the fuel sensor. And it needs to be reprogrammed and all this other stuff. And you're going to have to take it to a dealer. But it won't cost you anything. Uh, so I went to the, the repair shop. I gave them $5 for the gas. Uh, went over to a quick trip, filled the tank up. Went to a Ford dealership with the printout. Uh, and I thought, well, I'm going to have to take an Uber or something. Because I, I took an Uber, you know, the short trip over to the repair shop from my home. Uh, and I thought I was going to have to take an Uber from the repair, uh, from the dealership where I was taking my car to get fixed for the safety recall back home and he says well no we'll shuttle you home no problem we'll even come and pick you up so friday actually worked out nicely i thought i was going to have this disastrous repair and it turned out i had just run out of gas which is one of those things i thought i would never end up doing because i figured i'd have to have been stupid and not paying attention if i was to let that happen but it wasn't that i was stupid and not paying attention it was that the sensor was lying to me and the gas gauge was not working properly and it said i had gas and actually i didn't have gas so uh, but that could have went a lot worse. But uh, my wife and I got shuttled back to pick up the car later so we could go and look at some lights out in Liberty, Missouri. Uh, so uh, really, overall, been a pretty good weekend. But on Saturday early morning, we went out. I had to get a blood draw done. Uh, but then after that, we went to go see A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is the film starring Tom Hanks as Mr. Fred Rogers. There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Hey, a movie, yeah, we're gonna be a movie, starring everybody and me. Boy, I wish I were you people seeing this for the first time. Kermit, I got a great picture of the chicken. Oh, good. Now, this film... I went into it expecting it was going to be like a biopic about Mr. Rogers. And this film has been a priority. I wanted to see this one before I saw Frozen 2. I'm going to see Frozen 2 eventually. But, of course, next weekend the priority is going to be Star Wars. I'm going to see Frozen 2 eventually. I, I will. I promise. <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll even share my opinion on it. You know, Eric, uh, I don't know if he shared what he thought about it. He kind of gave a synopsis. I'm sure his kids loved it. Uh, I think he enjoyed it fairly well. Uh, I don't. He didn't really get into too much depth about what he liked or didn't like about the film. Uh, but he did give us a little bit of synopsis of the plot. Uh, my lost boy Phillips said it was okay, and he didn't think it was as good as the first one, which he also just thought was okay. So I don't know what to expect when I get in there. I'll just go and check it out. But, you know, Star Wars next week and, you know, beautiful day in the neighborhood for this week. Uh, so this I thought was going to be a biopic about Mr. Rogers. It's not. This, the main character is actually a fellow named Lloyd, uh, this movie is actually based off an article that appeared in November of 1998 in Esquire magazine, and you can find this article online. It is an article titled, Can You Say Hero? And it was written by Tom, I think it's Janod, uh, which Ch Tom, instead of him being a character in there, we come up, we got this character named Floyd, and he is playing the role of the reporter who's writing this story for Esquire. And I read the entire article, and there's bits from the article that were used in the film. But this film is pretty much not giving you a biography about Mr. Rogers as it is introducing you to Mr. Rogers and the effect he has and what he does uh, and how he, you know influential he can be in your life when you know, with what he would do, how he would help people uh, in his own way. He helps help children on a show every day, and then he could you know, help an adult and make him look at things. And even this reporter seems... To have been able to take something back for, to his childhood. You know, he, he mentions that, well, everyone was a child once, and Walt would say that even adults are just grown up children. So, well, and I'm, of course, by Walt, I'm meaning Walt Disney, so I can see how I make that connection. So, that the film is basically it's a fictional story, but it takes a little bit of truth and does transplant Fred Rogers exactly as he was and takes a little bit of the truth of what came across in the article of stories Mr. Rogers had told this reporter, and they used some of that in the film. But it is a work of fiction. However, it's a very good work of fiction. 
and you do learn a lot about Mr. Rogers and and kind of what he did and what he was like. You know, we I think we know a lot about him if we grew up watching the show. He was very genuine. He was being himself in that show. He wrote every episode, and he would sometimes change a word in the middle of while well, filming. It mentions in this, but. Uh, this was a very genuine look at Mr. Rogers and how he treated people. And even some of the most amazing things that happened in the film where he's on a subway car and some spontaneous people on the subway start singing to him, uh, that really happened. Uh, he was a, a remarkable person and set quite an example for how we can treat each other, even when we're mad of ways to deal with our anger and stuff like that. And this is a movie I think is perfect for our time. It's it didn't feel free, you know, it felt free from agendas. It just wanted to give you a positive message. And that's kind of what our show here in Neverland is supposed to be about. We're you know, trying to overall be positive. I mean, there's occasionally stuff that we don't like, and we, I, and I'm honest, I'll, I'll tell you that. But overall, we, we, we want to have a sense of positivity that we can leave you with, our overall sense, uh, and, and some fun. And so this is, I think, an important movie because, I mean, this is just the same week that I even saw on a, like a school bus where a bunch of kids who just didn't agree with even the political views. And these are kids, the political views of one kid on a bus. And I don't know how it came up, but all these other kids just beating the living tar out of this kid. And that's the type of hate we have out there. The people who, there's people, people who are so full of hate and they accuse other people of being full of hate when they don't know those other people, they just assume, and they're being, kind of brainwashed in a lot of way. And there's there's people so full of hate that they don't even see their own hate. But And a lot of that comes from like bits of anger or disappointment and emotions that we don't seem to know how to deal with anymore. And this is a movie about, you know, it's okay to have emotions, but we need to find ways to work with our emotions. And even Mr. Rogers says he likes to sometimes on his piano just hit the low notes really hard for files. But you know, lashing out at another human being is not the way to deal with our anger or disappointment. We need to find a way to express that, hey, you know, this this upset me. You know, find more constructive ways that, you know, remember this, these are people, these other people, you care about these other people, or you should. Uh, you know, going from a biblical perspective, you know, who is your neighbor? Well, everyone is supposed to be your neighbor, right? So, that's what Mr. Rogers lived by. Everybody was his neighbor. He cared about other people. And even someone who maybe would make him upset, he would find good ways to express and say, you know, it's it's okay to be angry and stuff. It's just how you deal with it. And he would always be able to take, you know, deal with it calmly. And uh, at one point in the film, his wife, Joanne, is telling the reporter, Floyd, or Lloyd, I guess, yeah, it was Lloyd, <laughs> uh, that it's like, you know, Mr. Rogers, you know, or Fred, you know he's not perfect. He, he's got a temper, too. He just practices at how he wants to be. He works at it, at being who he wants to be, and how he can best express his anger in a way that is more constructive. And, boy, I, I think people need to learn from that. Because, uh, I mean, the, the main character in this film has a lot of anger and bitterness. And this movie, in a lot of sense, is about forgiveness. Which, when you read this article from Esquire, if you get a chance to read it, it talks about grace and what is grace. Grace is pretty hand in hand with with forgiveness, and I think it does a great you know because grace is something you don't deserve, and forgiveness is sometimes something you don't deserve, but you should be able to get it anyway, you know some grace, uh, and you should be sorry for things, but sometimes you just have to forgive and offer grace to people, even if they don't deserve it, and even if they've hurt you really bad, uh, you should be able to willing to extend them some grace and some forgiveness. You don't have to let them hurt you again, but offering some grace and some forgiveness, and maybe you can mend the relationship if possible. Sometimes it's not possible to mend the relationship, but that's kind of the lesson of this film, and it was such a good, it's such a great feeling, uh, as Mr. Rogers would have sung. Uh, but it was, I mean, it's just had a great, great good message. I did, it didn't feel like it had an agenda. It just felt it had a message, and it just wanted to give you something positive and some things to think about. Uh, you know, and give you some example, you know, that you know, this, this world where there's so much anger and so much hatred and so much blame on everybody's throwing in and anybody who's like thinks different from you is your enemy. It's that, that thought is out there just a little too much. I, I, I don't feel that we're divided so much as our, our physical differences as we are so much our opinions. 
and everybody's so sure that the rightness of theirs that anybody who doesn't agree with them is just wrong. I work with a guy who's kind of like this. Everything he does uh, is very much, it's got to be his way, and anything differing from it or or whatever, he's, you're just wrong. Um, and I, I just don't bother <laughs> arguing with the guy because it's just a waste of my time. So, But there are people like that in the world. You, and you just, it's sad, you know, you, you've, you've got to learn to be more, you know, accepting that there are people who are different from you. And you need to maybe sometimes enjoy people with different opinions. You might learn something with people who have different opinions, if you ask them, well, okay, well, why do you think that way? Instead of like, you're wrong, and I hate you for it. You know, there's, I, I feel like I'm on a soapbox here. <laughs> but that's, I think, that's a lot of what we can get from this movie, uh, and what we can learn from Fred Rogers. Uh, but it's just very good stuff. Uh, and I want to find a few things uh, about uh, Fred Rogers that uh, like the Fred Rogers Center has a little thing about him, uh, and he, like it says here's a little synopsis it says many of us grew up with Mr. Rogers as our television friend. A popular question for all fans, friends, and skeptics of Mr. Rogers through the decades has been: Is Fred Rogers really who he seems to be on television? As our archivist often tells those who visit us, visit us at the center, and this is the Fred Rogers Center, by the way. You can find the website, fredrogerscenter.org. It says, we have over 20,000 items in the Fred Rogers archive that tell us that Mr. Rogers was not a character separate from Fred. Mr. Rogers was Fred's way of ministering to children and families. The stories of Fred's life and career is a fascinating and inspiring one, and we invite you to learn more. I'll never forget the sense of wholeness I felt when I finally realized what, in fact, I really was. Not just a writer, or a language buff, or a student of human development, or a telecommunicator, but I was someone who could use every talent that had ever been given to me in the service of children and their families. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff about his early career uh, on, on the website that you can read. I even found a really nice uh, biography. Uh, I would mention, of course, that he was an ordained uh, Methodist minister. Uh, was born March 20th, 1928 in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Uh, and uh, had an adopted sister when he was around age 11, uh, went to college, actually studied music. Actually, he wrote the music that was on the show. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say that he was a, a great singer, but he was a very sincere singer. He, he meant what he would write. Uh, so it's very cool. One thing I do find interesting, his middle name was actually McFeely. So Mr. McFeely, the mailman was taken from his middle name. Uh, unfortunately we lost Mr. Rogers though. Uh, February 27th, 2003. Uh, it's been uh, 16 years, but uh, he's left quite an impact. And it is nice that we, you know, the documentary I still haven't gotten to see. Uh, but with this movie, you know, his legacy of what he stood for has stayed the place. And I hope we're still learning lessons from what he tried to do. Uh, but anyways, uh, so yes, I definitely recommend go check out this movie. It's not making a whole ton of money. Uh, but it is a very nice movie, and I think you'll make you know bring a lot of tissues. But my goodness, Heather, I think she needed to have brought a box with her. Uh, it, there's just so much good stuff in this film. To Disney and beyond.
Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true.